You're highly welcome to the Precious People's Assembly for All Nations podcast, a place where we share God's word and empower you for your assignment in the marketplace, guided by Senior Pastor Sam Otenaki. Now, why don't you sit tight for today's sermon as we dig deep into the word and discover how to be God's representatives wherever we go. Thank you for tonight. Thank you because you will anoint my lips of clay to be able to rightly divide your words of truth in the name of Jesus. Anoint our ears and our hearts to hear and to comprehend in the mighty name of Jesus. Speak to us and speak to our situations. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have worshipped. And the people of God say, Hallelujah. Let's give it up to the Lord. Hallelujah. Please, you may be seated. Glory to God. Please, you may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. How many of you have heard of the subject called climate change? Have you? Good. Yesterday, I understand that we recorded one of the highest temperatures even in Abuja, about 37 degrees centigrade. Mm. Hallelujah. One of the puzzles and one of the things that challenges me is when you experience such events, abundance of solar, how come we are still struggling with power supply? One of the biggest nations in solar renewable energy is Germany. It's a temperate country. We have more, more than twice the sunlight that they have, and yet they have developed that technology to a level where they have become saturated. Here we are, we have abundance of sunlight, abundance of natural sunlight, renewable energy that is um, pollution-free, and yet many the penetration of electricity is still very low in our country. May the Lord help us and turn around our situation in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I said that to say when a friend and brother pointed that out to me yesterday, he set me thinking, that we have so much abundance, we're in the midst of so much abundance, and yet we lack. But the Lord who has spoken to us that this is our year of turnaround, will make us go from every realm of lamentation to dancing. In the name of Jesus. In whatever area that you may be weeping, in whatever areas you may be mopping, uh, personally or as a family, May the Lord empower you in cooperation with him to turn those situations around to dancing in Jesus' name. Glory to God. For everything and every promise that God has spoken, 
there is the manward side and then we have the Godward side. The manward side is that which you need to do and after you have done what you need to do, you can then leave the rest for God to do his own part. And he is always faithful. He's always faithful. If you do your part, you can be sure that he will honor his own part. Hallelujah. So I want to challenge you that uh, as you come in the midst of challenges, as you find yourself in the midst of problems, uh, don't attempt to run away from those problems. What should you do? Lord, what will you have me do in the midst of this? See those challenges as opportunities. And take it to the Lord in prayers and ask him to give you the direction, to give you and show you the way so that you can convert those challenges to opportunities for breakthrough. Can I have an amen? Give me Psalm 25. Psalm 25, verse 12 to 14. This is just an aside. It's not part of my notes. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall God teach in the way that he chooses. 13. He himself, the man that God teaches, shall dwell where? In prosperity. When God teaches you and shows you the way to go, you can be sure that only one thing is guaranteed, prosperity. And his descendants shall do what? Inherit the earth. And then the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will do what? Show them his covenant. May the Lord show you a way out. I said, may the Lord show you a way out. That present challenge that you are in, may the Lord show you the way out. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I hope somebody is comforted because in the midst of that challenge, there's a way right there. And it will show you that path. It will show you that way. In the name of Jesus. Psalm 30. We've been looking at our watchword for the year. Turn around from morning to dancing. Psalm 30, verses 1 to 5. And particularly, the subtitle of the message that we began last Sunday is Singing at Midnight. Hallelujah. A Psalm of David, NIV. And we exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. When you call upon God this year, may God hear you. Amen. And may he heal you Amen. in the name of Jesus. May the Lord never hide his face from you Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. I called to you for help, but you healed, and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord. You is faithful people. Praise his holy name. 
For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night. Weeping may tarry for the night. Weeping may endure for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord keep you till the, your morning season. May you not die in your midnights. In the name of Jesus. In the midnight seasons of your life, may you survive till the morning. May the grace of God keep you through your midnight hour. In the name of Jesus. So we began to look at um, a few thoughts. And there were four things that I did say to us. With looking at verses, our emphasis on verses four to five. Singing at midnight. And we started by looking at the reasons why people weep. The causes of weeping. Why do people weep? We told us unmet expectations. Unexpected disappointments. Loneliness. Pains. Afflictions. Hard times. Bad times due to natural economic disasters or occurrences, misfortunes, they can make us cry. They can make us weep. Sudden loss of job. You've chased the contract. You've spent so much money in preparing the bid documents. You've done this. You've done that. And suddenly, you lose the contract. They can make you weep. And met expectations. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And there were two broad categories that we looked at. Those that are due to natural occurrences of economic misfortunes. Either over a people or a family or an entire nation due to natural economic disaster. In 2008, there was a world recession that kick-started in the United States and spread to other parts of the world. It was called the meltdown. Somehow, Nigeria wriggled out of it. Uh, but we know that uh, in 2019, when COVID hit, the whole nations of the world were hit. Hallelujah. Please give me Lamentations chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. So that is one cause due to natural misfortunes due to natural misfortunes hallelujah all how deserted lies the city a city that was so full of people how like a widow is she who once was great among the nations she who was queen among the provinces has now become a slave. Bitterly she weeps at night. Hallelujah. Tears are on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, there is no one to comfort her. All her friends have betrayed her. They have become her enemies. After affliction and harsh labor, Judah has gone into exile. She dwells among the nations. She finds no resting place. All who pursue her 
have overtaken her in the midst of her distress, affliction, harsh labor, hard times can make us weep in the night. Hallelujah. Then the second category we talked about, which is still we find in the book of Lamentations, are those weeping that are induced as a consequence of the sin of man or the sin of a people, a family, or a nation. And when this happens and such a nation begins to experience the consequences of that transgression or sin. Lamentations 1 verses 4 to 6. So we see those two reasons, two causes of weeping which we can generalize. Lamentations 1, 4 to 6. The road to Zion mourn for no one comes to our appointed festivals. All her gateways are desolate. You can look at gateways as the main economic gateways. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Look at gateways as those economic, you know, parameters, oil, export. What are the things we are involved in? They become desolate. I can never forget the fact and the reversal of the fortune of Nigeria in the place of education. Once upon a time, Nigeria's universities were ranked among the world. When I was going to the university in the 80s, believe you me, I was in Unilab between 84 and 89. When I was going to the university, it was not fashionable for you to want to study abroad. There was a friend of mine who by the second year, he was doing he wanted to read engineering. By 200 level, he had dropped out. He was reading surveying. Land surveying is in the department, is in the faculty of engineering in University of Lagos, then. By the third year, he couldn't cope. He withdrew. He had to withdraw from school. And then he said he was traveling abroad. And he relocated abroad and went to start all over. He couldn't cope with the rigors of school. Today is an IT guru, he's an IT consultant, servicing Europe, you know, and what have you. Thank God for his life. But what's the point I'm trying to bring out? Nigeria's educa educationally was up there. Fast track to 2006. I belong to the Association of Consulting Engineers of Nigeria. And we had a conference in Uganda the African Regional Conference in 2006. And I was at that conference. It held in um, Bugawayu, one of the towns, tourist towns in Uganda. Did I say Uganda? Tanzania. It was in Tanzania. And lo and behold, a member of the organizing committee is a consulting engineer, and he walked up to me by the second day. He said, I know you. He said, how do you know me? said, I know you. Your face is too familiar. I know you. I left the university in 1989. This is 2006. Hallelujah. Can compute how many years? 16 or how many years? How many? 17 years. And he says, I know you. 
lo and behold, he was in the University of Lagos. He was on scholarship. He was in the Faculty of Engineering. He was in civil. I was in electrical. Can I have an amen? And there were many of them that came from South Africa, East Africa, that were schooling in Ife, Ibadan, Unsuka, and all the main universities you had in Nigeria then. This is how rated, highly rated our education is. Hallelujah. They were none in ABU. So, so keep quiet. Pa- persecuting his wife and say, even in my school, who dash you? Hallelujah. So what am I saying? So you will see that this was a chance meeting. In 2009, we met again in Hong Kong. We were attending another conference and it was there. I said, you again. I said, you again. What are you doing here? Hallelujah. What I'm saying is this. Those gateways represent the various mountains of culture. Our educational gateway has become desolate. Nobody wants to patronize the public schools anymore. Even those who are earning low, they prefer to go to a low private school than put their children in a public school. Nobody in Nigeria wants to patronize public secondary school. Whereas in our own time, I never even knew that primary schools existed. Hallelujah. Because it was not fashionable. The son of commissioners, IG of police in my secondary school, I went to a federal government college. The IG of police at the time, I did see the daughter was in my class. And all the big men in the country, you see them go to a public school. Our educational gateway have become something else. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What of the health gateway? Do you know that once upon a time, the king of United Arab Emirates was flown to UCH for operation? University College Hospital in Ibadan. Hello? Go and Google and check out the facts. That is how rated our health gateway was. We are rated among the best of the best. But what has happened? In less than 62 years of independence, all our gateways have become desolate. The road to Zion Mon, no one comes near appointed festivals. You can put Nigeria there where you have Zion and it will perfectly fit. Can I have an amen? But you know what? This year, the Lord will turn our fortunes around. In the name of Jesus. Nigeria we win. I say Nigeria we win. And Nigerians we win. In the name of Jesus. The roads to Zion mourn for no one comes to appointed festivals. All her gateways are desolate. Her priests groan. Her young women grieve. And she's in bitter anguish. Her foes have become her masters. May your enemies never become your masters. In the name of Jesus. Her enemies are at ease. The Lord has brought her grief because of her many sins. Her children have gone into exile, captive before the foe. Do you know how many people have gone, have jackpot? If you think it's easy, please look for money, buy tickets, and join them. Hallelujah. Way back in 2006, 2006, 
2005-2006. I have a friend. And in the church that we were pastoring, he was one of our ministers. He was working in a bank, comfortable, doing extremely well. A year earlier, in 2004, he just bought his property where he was living, in Guarimpa Estate, here in Abuja. He was very comfortable. He was a zonal, at a zonal managerial level of his bank. And suddenly, he said, Pastor, I have something to discuss. What is it? He said, we want to relocate. I said, relocate? You? You're doing excellently well. He just bought his property in Guarimpa, which invited me to go and pray and dedicate. So what's happening? He says, well, you know, because of the children, you know, and what have you. Okay. His older brother was working in one of the what do you call them? The telcos, the MTN or Glow. And we're all surprised. Two years later, I lie not in the Holy Ghost. I met his older brother at the airport in Lagos. And he was lamenting. He says, have you heard from his brother? He said, well, I haven't heard from him. Pastor, why? He hasn't contacted you. I said, no. He said, my brother, Pastor, please keep praying for him. I said, what happened? He said, I send money monthly to him in Canada. I'm not scaring you. If God is asking you to go, please go. But if God is not speaking to you to pack your bag and go, think twice. Hallelujah. He told me this himself. Thank God, years have passed, 2005, 2006 till now. That's a long time. They have settled, they have stabilized. But it was tough extremely tough. Can I have an amen? amen? So when a nation's children go into exile, they become captive before their foes. All the splendor has departed from the daughter Zion. Her princes are like deer that find no pasture. In weakness, they are fled before the pursuer. Hallelujah. May you not flee before your pursuers. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Why is this so? The Bible tells us the Lord has brought her grief in verse 5 because of her many sins. So that's the second broad category why people weep. One, because of natural economic disaster and misfortune. Secondly, because when a nation sins, God in his mercies will allow the judgment to come even though he still loves them. Glory to God. So we did say that these are the two major causes of weeping. Hallelujah. Secondly, we discussed why or when do people weep. At the midnight of one's life. At the midnight of one's life, we saw that in chapter two, verse 2. At midnight, people weep. And when is the midnight? At those dark hours of our lives, in those dark moments when things are going awry and we can't seem to lay a handle on them, then weeping may come. Job chapter 7, Job chapter 7, verses 1 to 4. New Living Translation. At the midnight of our lives, is not all human life a struggle? Our lives are like that of a hired hand. Like a worker who longs for the shade. Like a servant waiting to be paid. 
I too have been assigned months of utility, long and weary nights of misery. May that not be your portion. Lying in bed, I think, when will it be morning? But the night drags on and I toss till dawn. How many of you have ever been in such a situation? Sleep suddenly disappears. You are turning on your bed. When will it be morning? When will the morning time come? Lord, this night is too long. You are waiting for situations to turn around. You are waiting for your photos to turn around. You are waiting for that job to come through. You keep waiting and waiting. And it's like somebody who is lying down in bed and thinking, when will it be my morning? But hear, hear me tonight. This is your turnaround year. The Lord will turn every of your morning into dancing. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Men weep at night. And another reason or when is when your hour is near. When your hour is near, you can weep. Because it's always darkest just before dawn. Glory to God. But may the Lord give you grace to endure the night. I said, may he give you grace to endure the midnight season of your life. In the name of Jesus. What is the end product of weeping? Hope. Hope in God. God doesn't want us to weep for nothing. Its intended end product is genuine repentance before the Lord. Hallelujah. There is no point in weeping before the Lord and not coming to your senses. In Luke 15, we have the story of the prodigal son who literally killed his father when he asked his father to separate unto him his own will. Give me the portion of my will that pertains to you. No man shares his will as it were in his lifetime and says, you know what? It's a presumed dead. Glory to God. Thank God for his grace. He collected his own will. I said, Father, bye-bye. Hello? Somebody said, but pastor, you said Abraham gave out his own wills. Settle the will. That's what we are saying. Abraham knew he was going. And he called all his sons. Sons, this is yours. This is yours. You children of concubine. The rest have left for Jacob, Isaac. And he slept. And he was buried. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But here is a father. Death was not even in the horizon. And his son, younger son goes to him. Share unto me that which is got to do with me. Let me go my way. And he left home and left his dad. The Bible says when he came to himself, he was almost eating what the pigs were eating. When he came to himself, he began to say, even the servants in my father's house, they have something to eat. How come me? No, I will arise and I will go to my father. Hallelujah. Weeping is intended to bring you into a place of repentance where you begin to have hope. You see God and you look at God and look at your situation and say, no, I know God is not wrong. Maybe something is wrong with me. Hallelujah. It will lead you to hope in God whose mercies never end and whose compassions are new every morning. Hallelujah. Lamentations 3, Lamentations 3, 19 to 24. Technology, have you gotten English Standard Version, ESV? I've been mentioning this for the past three or four weeks, since January. 
make sure you have ESV in your library. Lamentations 3.19. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. But this, yet, I still dare to what? When I remember this. What does he remember? The faithful love of the Lord that never ends. His mercies that never cease. When you are weeping, it's to bring you into that place where you remember the faithfulness of God. Where you remember to give you hope and to know that God is a faithful God. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I mistook a step and then returned back to God. Because his steadfast love never ceases and his mercies never come to an end. Hallelujah. I pray that you will have hope. I pray that you will not cast away your confidence. I pray that you will not lose hope. You will not lose hope in God concerning your nation. Concerning that marriage of yours that is going awry, you will not lose hope in God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Listen, your business may not be going the way it should be, but don't lose hope in God. Hold on steadfastly to God. His steadfast love never ceases. And his mercies are new every morning. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Psalm 42 verse 5. Can give me the new King James Version. Psalm 42 verse 5 to 11. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Why are you cast down? Hope in God. For I shall yet do what? Praise him for the help of his countenance. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan and from the height of Hammon, from the hill Miza. Deep calls unto deep are the noise of your waterfalls. All your waves and billows have gone over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night, what will happen? A song shall be with me. A prayer to the God of my life. Singing at midnight. Hallelujah. We'll come back to that. That's one of the antidotes of weeping. Glory to God. Instead of weeping, God wants you to turn to him with a song in the night. And when you begin to sing that song, great things begin to happen. Can I have an amen? amen? Glory to God. I said glory to God. Hallelujah. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? Verse 10. As with the breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me. While they say to me all day long, where is your God? But why are you cast down, O oh my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him, the God of my countenance and my God. Can I have an amen? amen. And that leads us to the last point of discourse that we couldn't get to last Sunday. What is the antidote to weeping? Instead of weeping, what does God want you to do? What is the answer? What is the cure? And starting from Psalm 42 that we just read is to turn to the Lord and begin to praise him. When you are cast down 
and your heart is disquieted within you. Your soul is disquieted. Your soul is down. There is a casting down. God expects you to say there is a lifting. He wants you to hope in him and begin to praise him. That's what he expects. Hallelujah. And that's exactly what the psalmist, the sweet psalmist of Israel, King David did. Hallelujah. Go back to Psalm 30. I've given you the background. Verses 4 and 5. Psalm 30, verses 4 and 5. He's given us the background of where he was. And he says, Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Between the weeping of the night and the joy of the morning is praise. He wants you to sing praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. When you, instead of your weeping, replace your weeping with singing. Somebody says how tough it is. Put on your music and begin to sing praises to him and begin to rejoice. And begin to make the devil mad. Hallelujah. That is the major antidote to weeping. Singing at your midnight hour. Psalm 119, verses 61 and 62. Psalm 119, 61 to 62. And then we look at a classical example and pray. The cords of the wicked have bound me, but I have not forgotten your law. Hallelujah. I love the psalmist. Do you know that many of us, when we are under oppression, what happens? We forget the Bible. Somebody is oppressing you, somebody is chancing you, you forget the law of the law. You forget the Bible. I said, look, please, 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 let this one not be church. Ah, I will give you fire for fire. I will give you a piece of my mind. I have been giving so many pieces, I would wonder if there's anything left. Because some of us say, I, I gave him a piece of my mind. You've given us so many pieces. No wonder there is nothing there. Korofo. Hallelujah. It's true. Because you've given so much pieces out. You are not able to be yourself anymore. Glory to God. The Bible says, vengeance is mine. Leave it up to him. There are certain fights you don't need to bother yourself to. Your Redeemer will arise and fight for you in the name of Jesus. But when you take up the battle yourself, we'll just be looking at you. You become weary, you become tired, you become misplaced. And you say things that you ought not to say and the devil turns around to use those words against you. The cords of the wicked have bound me, but I have not forgotten your law. Then what do I do? Even when you are bound by the cords of the wicked, it says at midnight, what do I do? I will arise to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgment. Shout hallelujah. Even when the cords of the wicked are binding you for no reason. For no reason. Hallelujah. Says at midnight, I will arise to give thanks. Friends, this is one of the most potent weapons you can use when you are under the oppression of the wicked. Rise and begin to give him thanks. Hallelujah. Go with me to the book of Acts, chapter 16. 
Let's consider a classical example. We'll read from verse 11. In one of the missionary journeys of Apostle Paul and his co-ministers. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and the next day we came to Neapolis. From there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in that city for some days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside, where prayer was customarily made. Do you have a picture of that? Hallelujah. There is no beach here. <clears throat> but we have some resorts. How many of you know? I think I'm making a difference youth. They were in the Julius Vaga Lake some time ago. In a, where is the place called? Usman Dam. Uh -huh. They went there to John Kent. Did you see some people there? Did you see? Did you speak to them about Jesus? On the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside. You must learn to make the Bible come alive to you. And I've taught you that here. When you are reading the Bible, don't read it like a fiction. Read it with reality. <clears throat> Begin to envision what you are reading. We went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. How many of you know Bad Beach in Lagos? You know Lagos, Bad Beach. Uh -huh. Bad Beach, as much as we see fun lovers there, you also see the Aladuras. What are they doing with their bell and praying? Glory to God. And if you go there, they are calling the goddess of the river to fight for you. Hallelujah. Because God is everywhere. Or they will take you there to go and bath. And you bath in the ocean naked at 3 a.m. And all your sins and the jankari on you, the ocean will carry away. And may God help you if he doesn't carry you away. Hallelujah. So on the Sabbath day, Paul and his uh, co-ministers went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Now, a certain woman named Lydia had us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshipped God. Please take note of that. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Hallelujah. Listen, folks. You can preach to someone from now till eternity. If God does not open their hearts, nothing will happen. Nothing. To just be like water at the back of a dog. Say, have you finished? Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> Even give you a smile. Glory to God. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. Verse 16. As we are going to the place of prayer, a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of what? Divination met us. Who brought her master's 
much profit by by glory to God. She was possessed with the spirit of divination. There is a very thin line between divination and revelation. The two of them carry the essence of divine. Hallelujah. But you must know the spirit behind whoever it is that is dealing with you. She brought her masters much profit by what? Fortune telling. May I put this to you? That this is the spirit of the new age. Because we want to know what will happen. Everybody wants to know who to marry. And if God is not speaking, they want somebody to speak. They want to hear something from the realm of the spirit. They want to take a job. There are two jobs. A pastor is saying we should not jack out unless God is saying. Let's go where God is speaking. Let God speak to us. And somebody with the spirit of divination and his familiar spirit knows that you have been saving money to Japa. And then you go to him and he tells you, yes, I see that um, God is about to hear your prayers. You have, um, you have been trying to save five million to buy your ticket and go to Canada. God says it is now. <laughs> God has spoken. May God help you and deliver you from familiar spirit in the name of Jesus and deliver you from the spirit of divination. This girl followed Paul and us, Luke and the rest of the team, and cried out saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. Is she correct? 100% correct. But it's the spirit of divination. Hallelujah. Let's read on verse 18. And this she did for how many? Many days. So she comes there to tell people what, you know, was their fortune. Whether this business, they should do it. Whether this, their business partner, partner will betray them or not. They want to know. And then, you can imagine an otherwise smooth partnership. And then the other person has gone to consult the divination spirit and say, watch out for that, your partner. is about to betray you. And then you come the next day, nothing has happened between it. And then you begin to change. And the man is like, ah, any problem? But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out when? That very hour. Hallelujah. But she did this for many days. Let's read on. But when a master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas. What was she being used for? To do what? Do you not think that they have a meeting place? Do you not think that maybe they have a church? And this was the spirit that was operating there. And people will be lining up from morning till night. You go and pay consultation fee. See the secretary in the office. Pay consultation free and bring the receipt. Hallelujah. I know of a servant of God. If you want him to come and do your child naming, consultation fee, 100K. If it's housewarming, it's 200,000. If you want him to come and pray for your office, you have just moved into your office, there's a fee. Hallelujah. When the master saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas. 
and dragged them into the where? To the authorities. The marketplace is the most dangerous place to be. And that's why you cannot afford to just be a Jelenke, Yeye Christian and you want to operate in the marketplace. There are forces that are waiting to confront you. Anything that has to do with money, friends, anything that has to do with the hope of profit, anything that has to do with you want to reduce their profit, watch out. They drag them to the marketplace, to the authorities, to the rulers, next verse, because the hope of their profit was being tampered with. They brought them to where? To the magistrates, the judiciary. It's not today the judiciary has been corrupt. Can I have an amen? It's not today. Judges have been collecting something. They brought them to the magistrates and said, these men being Jews exceedingly trouble our, they trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us. Being Romans to receive or observe. Then the multitudes, so they brought them to the marketplace. We saw the magistrates. Now the multitudes, MMM, just so you help you, just playing around with words. Hallelujah. MMM, you know what that stands for? I'm sure you patronize them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, put your hands together. You know yourselves, the patrons, you know yourselves. Hallelujah. So the multitudes rose up together against them and the magistrates tore, what? tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. Did they question them? Did they find out whether it was true? Is that not how some people went at night to get an injunction to stop some things from happening? The court will open at night. Does court open at night? But do you know how many judgments have been gotten in the middle of the night? In the judge's bedroom chamber. Right? So here they took these men who are preaching the gospel. Because the hope of their prophet was tampered with. They took them to the magistrates and the magistrates tore their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them they threw them into the prison commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Where is the justice? Where is the justice? They didn't even allow them to get their counsels. They slammed them into the prison. And having received such a charge, he put them into where? In that prison. Kirikiri, maximum security. Where they hardened Christian minas are. And fastened their feet in the stocks. Within one day, see what happened took them from the marketplace, took them to the magistrates, invoked the spirit of the multitudes against them. The magistrates tore their clothes and beat them. Picture it in your mind just for preaching the gospel. But at midnight, say at midnight, at midnight, Paul and Silas began to pray and instead of weeping, what were they doing? They were singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. Hallelujah. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Can I have an amen? May the Lord give you a song in the midnight. May he put a new song in your heart 
and in your lips in the name of Jesus. Instead of weeping, they began to sing. Began to pray and began to sing at midnight. They had beaten them with many stripes, torn their backs, they had torn their clothes, they had put them to shame. If they were not wearing, um, what do you call that thing? Boxers. I don't know what would have happened to them. Look at the shame. Man, you better make sure you wear boxers. Glory to God. They tore their clothes and put them to shame. Beat them with many stripes. And then, you know, if you want to put you in prison, what do they do? They will remove your belt. God help you. If your trouser is falling off, you'll be using hand to hold it. They will take your I wonder, why do they take the belt? So that they don't use it to hang themselves. Thank you. Clap for yourself. Because uh, I always wonder, why do they take people's belts? Glory to God. But instead of weeping, what shame that came upon them was enough for them to go to a corner. And then maybe when they enter that place, they take them to the chairman and then begin to Toshiba. How many of you know what it is to Toshiba? They will first give you a big, you Toshiba the chairman. You find the chairman. Uh, and then they, somebody come and hit your head. Oh, my Hallelujah. Say, so you don't know say that chairman be that. They do kushe kushe. Toshiba. Sandpaper your head. And after doing that, at midnight, chairman don't sleep. Jailer, chief jailer don't sleep. Everybody don't sleep. I say, hey. You know what I love most? Go back to verse 25. At midnight, they began to pray. It's always darkest just before midnight. I can imagine their bodies will have swollen up. But instead of organizing a pity party for themselves, they began to pray and to sing hymns to God. How are they doing it? Was it silent prayers, silent singing? So the prisoners were listening to them. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? They began to sing. They began to sing to the Lord. They began to rejoice. Thank God for the privilege to having to suffer for you. Oh yes, we know that our light afflictions are just for the moment. They began to sing hymns to the Lord and to begin to appreciate him. And all the prisoners were listening to them. And then suddenly, hallelujah. May you receive the sudden visit of the Lord. In that situation of yours, may God visit you suddenly. In the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter how the chains are fastened your feet. It doesn't matter how you have felt stuck in that situation where you are. You are not able to make progress. You try to move, but your feet is fastened to the ground. As you begin to sing at your midnight hour, may the God of heaven visit you. The God that visited Paul and Silas, may he visit you. In the name of Jesus. He shook the foundations of the prison. And immediately, all the doors became opened. Every door that has hitherto been shut against you, they will begin to fling open. I said the chains will become loosed. Every door that the enemy has flung against you, they will swing open in the name of Jesus. Have you not heard 
that some people's destinies have been locked and then they've thrown the padlock into the ocean. How many of you have heard that tale before? They say, this person, they have locked his destiny and thrown the key into the ocean. Who created the oceans? Go and ask Jonah. Hallelujah. Every fish that is, you know, that has swallowed that padlock that they have used to lock your destiny, they will vomit them to the shore. I said they will vomit them to the shore in the name of Jesus. The foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately, what happened? All the doors became opened. And the keeper of the prison, verse 27, awaking from sleep, seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. Because for the prisoners to have escaped, these prisoners that the magistrate instructed to be jailed, keep in the inner prison, was ready to kill himself. But verse 28, Paul called with a loud voice, saying, do yourself know and we are all here. I, I love that. They didn't run out Nicodemus. They say, hey, Holy Ghost, thank you. You know, if somebody say, hey, God has done it, then you help yourself. They, they calm down. Say, hey, jailer, we are all here. Calm down. Do yourself no harm for we are all here. Hallelujah. Listen, there's no victory as sweet. And that's why I'm against those who are praying for their enemies to die. If you pray for your enemy to die, the victory is not sweet. It's for him to live, to see God prepare a table before you. Hallelujah. When he prepares a table before you, and then you, night cost meal, hallelujah, and you take cost one, and you look at him and you smile, say, you want to join? Hallelujah. So, you want to join? Glory to God. There is no one way sweet past that one. But you want to make your enemy sweet. Now who can come, they celebrate you. Glory to God. says, he will prepare a table before you in the presence of now that one sweet pass. Stop praying that your enemies should die. God is not interested in their death. God wants them to repent and come to his saving knowledge. Can I have an amen? Paul called with a loud voice. Do yourself no harm, we are all here. Then he called for a light. He ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. May your enemies bow at your feet. I said, may all your jailers, may they bow at your feet. May all your jailers bow at your feet in the name of Jesus. He brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? The real guys appeared. Can I have a name? This was the chief jailer. He said, Sirs, call him prisoner, sir. Say, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And then what happened? What did Paul say? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, you and your household. Immediately, look, I love the chief jailer. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And what happened? He took them the same hour of the night. This is still at midnight, the same hour, and washed their stripes. Immediately, he and all his family were baptized. And verse 34, now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them, he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. May the Lord set a table before you in the presence of all your enemies. 
in the name of Jesus. May your enemies become your friends. I say, may your enemies become your well-wishers in the name of Jesus. But what was the trigger? Paul and Silas sang at their midnight hour. Glory to God. You can read the rest of the story. It's so interesting and powerful. But our emphasis and our eyes is on the fact that at midnight, when you lift up your voice in singing praises to the Lord, the Lord will show up for you in the name of Jesus. I said he will show up for you. He will show up for you in the name of Jesus. This year, God will show up in your situation. In 2023, I say God will show up in your situation. In that family situation of yours, God will show up. It doesn't matter how many curses have been placed over your generation. That curse of poverty will be broken. I say it's broken in the name of Jesus. Always walking like an elephant and eating like an ant. I say that curse is broken in the name of Jesus. Job 35, before we pray, we're going to read this and we're going to lift up our hearts and voices in praying and in singing hymns to the Lord. Singing at midnight. Job 35. Job 35. Let's read from verse 9. New International Version. Job 35. Hallelujah. Because people cry out under a load of and they plead for relief from the arm of the powerful. Stay there. Why do people cry? Because of oppression. Because of oppression. Hallelujah. The New King James says because of the multitude of oppressions they cry out when we are oppressed financially emotionally, spiritually, we cry out. They cry out for help because of the arm of the mighty. Hallelujah. Verse 10. This is the tragedy of man. But no one says, where is God my maker? Do you know that many times when we are oppressed, God is the last person we remember. You first remember your uncle that is a senator? And if your uncle is the governor of Central Bank, you want to go and collect your own dollars? You, you, you know? God is always the last resort. But no one says, where is God my maker who gives songs in the night? No one says that. That's the tragedy of man. Verse 11. He who teaches us more than he teaches the beast of the earth and makes us wiser than the birds on the sky. When all things are going well, we acknowledge him. So, Father, we thank you. Thank you for what you have done. We bless God. Oh, this is the doing of the Lord. It is marvelous in our eyes. But when things turn bad, we don't remember him anymore. He's the last person we remember. Really? Next verse. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He does not answer 
when you cry out because of the arrogance of the wicked. Hallelujah. Two things there. It says no one remembers him when the times of affliction come and we begin to cry. He's the last one we will remember. But when things are good, we know he's the one who teaches us, who makes us wiser than the birds of the sky, you know. But no one remembers. Then he puts a caveat in verse 12. But when you come with an arrogant heart, he says he does not answer. So you have to come to him how? With humility of heart. Lord, thank you for your mercies. Thank you because we have sinned before you. Thank you because our leaders have sinned. We have sinned. You identify with the situation. Identify with our leaders. Not being sanctimonious and saying, oh, remember the prayer of Luke 18. I'm not like these Pharisees. I'm not like this poor man. No! You stand in the gap and come with humility of heart. Hallelujah. And remember your maker that is able to give you a song in the night. Singing at midnight is the antidote to weeping. Though weeping may tarry for the night, joy will come in the morning. Can I have an amen? Tonight, let's rise up on our feet. I've shown us the template. I've shown us what is to be done. God wants to turn our mourning into dancing. But instead of weeping, he wants you to sing. He wants you to sing hymns to him. He wants you to sing praises to him. Sing praises to the Lord. That's what he wants. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I don't know what situation has brought weeping into your heart. I don't know why your heart is cast down. Why are you cast down, oh my soul? Why is my soul disquieted within me? Oh yes, why don't you have hope and sing praise to the Lord tonight? I want you to just lift up your voice. Uh, yes, just lift up your voice and in the spirit begin to sing a song that comes to your heart. Just begin to sing any song that the Lord will put in your heart. He's the one that gives his beloved a song in the night. Yes, sing the song. Sing it in the spirit. Sing it in understanding. Just lift up your heart to him and say, Lord, you are my maker. I come before you. Yes, the antidote to weeping is singing at midnight. Paul and Silas came before you. They prayed and they sang at midnight. And you heard in heaven and you sent a great earthquake such that the foundations of the prison were shaking. The doors flung open and all what they have used to fasten their feet came off because you showed up. Lord, show up in our situations. Show up in our situations. Show up in our families. Show up, Lord. Show up tonight. Show up tonight in the name of Jesus. You are the one that gives us songs in the night. We come with humility of heart before you. We come with humility of heart before you. Lord, have mercy. Yes, the steadfast love of the Lord never sees. Yes, Lord, your love that never sees. Yes, your mercies never come to an end. They never come to an end. Have mercy, Lord. Give us a song in the night. In the name of Jesus. Singing at midnight, the antidote to weeping. We refuse to weep. We refuse to mourn. We wait upon you to give us a song in the night. We will instead lift up our voice and sing to you at night. 
the midnight hour that we have found ourselves. Lift up your voice and pray to God. Lift up your voice and pray to Him. Acknowledge your situation. Acknowledge your situation. Acknowledge your situation before Him. You know the situation. You know the situations where your feet have been stuck. Is it your business feet that has been stuck? Is it your marital feet that have been stuck? Has been fasting? You have not been able to make progress maritally. The choice of a life partner for so many years, it appears as if your feet maritally is stuck to the ground. You have been tied. Your feet has been tied in a stock to the ground, to the same spot. Is it your business feet that have been fastened to the ground? Why don't you talk to God this night? Talk to Him tonight. Paul and Silas, they pray, they sang, and the Holy Ghost came down. Paul and Silas, you know that they sang, Holy Ghost came down. Paul and Silas, I can't hear you pray.
your voice for the next 120 seconds and pray in the Holy Ghost. I want you to lift up your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. I want to hear you pray. I want to feel you. Paul and Silas, they prayed. Then they sang and the Holy Ghost came down. Lift up your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. He has broken the chains, the gates of brass. He has broken them into pieces. Sixty more seconds. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and pray in the Holy Ghost. Mezando robo boso braka masegata. Kela raba bazem braka masegata. Every chain, wherever it's coming from, your marital chains, your financial chains, your business chains, whatever is causing undue delay in your progress of life, in your marketplace, maritally, family-wise. Let every chain be broken. Let them be broken. Any areas where you appear to be fasting down, where your feet appear to be fasting down, is it your career-wise? I see the chains being broken. I see the chains being broken. Mezenderia, Papa. be loosed in the name of Jesus for whomsoever the son shall set free shall be free indeed receive your freedom receive your marital freedom receive your financial freedom receive your academic freedom in the name of Jesus no more delays I say no more delays no more delays in the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Father, we are grateful to you. Thank you because we know you have heard us tonight. And because you have heard us, we are confident that you will do exceedingly and abundantly above that which you have demanded of you. Surprise us, O Lord. Indeed, let our mourning be turned to dancing in the name of Jesus. 
thank you, Father, because you are giving us testimonies already to the glory and praise of your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the people of God say, And we have come to the end of yet another intriguing session of the PPA Fan Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message has touched your heart and inspired you to be a light in your marketplace. So, in order to stay connected and access more empowering content, kindly visit our website at ppafan.org. Now, always remember, you are a citizen of heaven and God's ambassador here on earth. May God's love and grace guide you in all your endeavors. Until next time, goodbye and God bless.